one thing I like to bring up. Yeah, that was like the biggest compliment I ever had in that Live from the studio. I'm Jimmy Selesky. It's the last studio. (laughs) We've actually been going. Oh, man. Here it is. We are here with the Lush Pockets, a.k.a. the punk rock Sam Cooks. That was a great compliment, by the way. I I thought that was great. We got Tony. Wait. Tom. Tony. I'm Tony. Tony Midgelek? Yeah, good call. Who I, I saw the DZ and I figured, man, Tom Yule. Yeah, man. Which one of you guys is? You're Charlie, and Dan. Hell yeah, dude! And that was that was Park and Ride It. What is that? Is that EP just like a self-titled, like just the Lush Pockets, right? Yeah. And that was I saw somewhere listening. It was like number seventy-six for uh, WTMD's best song of the 2016 or something like that. Man, wow, 76? Thanks. That might be a little higher than... I think it might be 79. Maybe. <laughs> what am I... Oh, no, it says 76, 76? dude. 76? Oh, yeah. yeah. Were you guys unaware of that? Am I... pad. No, no, we, we knew the number. legal pad. It is long. You know, actually, we're, we're about to get a, a commemoration from uh, WTMD. We got an email the other day, so we're about yeah, to get like a certificate things. in the mail. How did so. they... Did you guys... What, what did you guys like submit Thanks, Sam Sessa for... for Sam uh, Sessa. Yeah. We, did, we didn't do anything. They just found you. Sam Sessa found us... Um, actually, I don't know if you guys know the group Black Sage. Um, Black Sage actually gave yeah, our demo to demo. Sam Sessa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's how they found out about us. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> and they, did they did they like put you in like a regular rotation? Where's your stuff like being played on eighty nine seven? Yeah, they, they chose our requested. single for us too. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, if we had to pick a single, it would have been that one. But now yeah. it's our single, so we're making a video for it and stuff. Yeah, I was gonna ask. I didn't see any music videos. I thought that would be uh, Dan's working on it. Yeah, we uh, we like to promote things like months after they happen. <laughs> I should have finished putting that together in time for this. That was a huge uh, PR mistake. Yeah. But, uh, are you the Are you the PR guy? Well, I'm not really PR. Guy. I just end up doing additional <laughs> stuff because they do like grab. Just falls to you. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you're gonna play the saxophone. I, I you're gonna give us PR. Yeah. I just take the initiative. To do <laughs> you're the utility guy over here. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Dan drinks the least, so he has the most like outs. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Did you guys all? Did you guys all meet in like high school or whatever? Tony and I did. Yeah. Tony and I knew. Where'd you guys? Where'd you guys go? Um, different high schools. Catholic the, school. The Catholic circuit. Which uh, which one? George's County. Uh, McNamara. And I went to Dematha. Okay. Yeah. So, and what about you guys? Would you guys come together? I met Tony at. A New Year's Eve party. What was it? Yeah, three years ago. Ooh, sounds juicy. Yeah, that was actually. Uh, I bought. I bought Charlie's other band, Reindeer's tape at Soundgarden that day, and then I met him the same day that I bought his his release. Are um, you in Reindeer? Yes. I knew you looked familiar, dude. I knew you looked fucking familiar. <coughs> that just that just is his brainchild. Yeah. Holy holy shit! I'll, dude, now that makes more sense. This is all coming together now. So, I'm sorry. Where'd you say? Tom and I met like was it like eight or nine years ago. We yeah. were in a totally different band together because, and I think we, I think I found you guys on like Craigslist or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> were they looking for a sax player? Or what was it? <laughs> no, they were looking for a singer. I used to sing in that band. It was a, it was like a really weird like prog rock like mixed meter and odd time. It was like really heavy, like weird. Tool type shit. Like this sort of more like like Mars Volta. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I used to sing for them, and then also play sax, and then. Years later, he called me up. He's like, hey, we need a sax player. You want to come do it? I was like, yeah, sure. I'm not doing anything. I live a boring life. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, that's, 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 sax, that's cool that you all... I mean, you you sing, obviously, and you you said you started out saying... So I guess that's important, the type of music you guys do, because it's all like... I don't even know. What, what genre you consider it? I it's kind of like it's like, it's like garage pop roll. or rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's rock and roll. That it's like the original rock and roll. Sure, kinda. it's yeah, like I mean, the, the saxophone like is the most rock and roll instrument besides the electric guitar. Yeah, yeah. Think about it. It's like the rock and roll that like parents wouldn't let their kids listen to in like the fifties. Yeah. yeah, I think it's got a good vibe. It's very when I first listened to it, I forgot. I let my kids listen to it. <laughs> it's edgy. It's edgy. No, it's got it's got such a nice feel to it. I fucking love it. Thanks. Are you guys on like uh? Are you guys? I guess you're out of college at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're all in our thirties. Really? I had no. You guys look actually. <laughs> we're all in our twenties, early twenties. Early twenties. I had no clue. You guys all have. You guys all have a young vibe. If that means anything, which it doesn't. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Okay, so obviously you guys all came together from like separate projects and shit like that. I'm assuming. I mean, were you guys were you guys doing music together in high school? Yeah. 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 Metalcore music. Yeah, we've and Metalcore. What was yeah. your uh what was your the name of your band? I don't know. We had remember. several. You know. You, you, you don't remember the name yeah. of your <laughs> band. <laughs> Went through it a couple. Was, there was uh, Ink the Heart. That was the main one. We had okay. Okay. Congratulations was a good. Congratulations. Name. That, was that, was, that is a good name. These are good names. Witnesses yeah. of the Tribulation. That was that for like one show. Yeah, it was that for one. It's show. a lot of names for somebody who didn't know the fucking names. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just, Wild. I just didn't <laughs> want to say. It's it. all coming back to you now. I just didn't want to say all our old screamo emo names. That is actually. Uh, I'm I'm having a hard time fathoming how you went from metal to what you guys do now. We were kids, uh, so we yeah, liked we aggressive kids. music when all your hormones are freaking all over the place. <laughs> like, it's yeah. a very great way to get it out. Uh, so, but, I mean, I was, grew up and got tired of it. Same part, to at the music. same time, it's still listening to, like, Velvet Underground and, like, you know, Sam Cooke, Chambers no, Brothers records, you know? There's no so. part of you that still wants to put out something with the semblance of that genre? Because you guys pretty much are solidified in what you're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, we would. I wouldn't go back to that now. I mean, I wouldn't go back to metalcore. I'd play like, uh, I don't know. Uh, there are bands that are so good at aggressive music that I'd have to like be up to that skill level to want to do it again. You know, so I don't know. At that moment, I'm not, or at this moment, I don't want to play any of that stuff. But I feel you. Yeah. Plus, the, the I mean, the kind of stuff that you're doing. I I mean, I could be wrong. I haven't heard anybody playing that style. I mean, when I I today was the first time I actually like really sat down and listened. I mean, I'd heard like bits and pieces of you guys before, but today was the first time I really sat down and like studied your whole catalog. And I was like, I was honestly, I was like, holy shit. I didn't know people still, it was like, it was you, so different. You took a real gamble inviting us here. <laughs> well, well, no, see what happened was, what happened was we had, um, I'm good friends with pals of Grant McCavin from the Reagan Cats. Yeah. yeah. And we had them on like, I think that was like episode what was it, 10 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was like 10 or 13 or something. So we're on episode, f this is 46. They hyped you guys oh. up a bunch and like, you know, Did they really? every time like we hang out with them, they always hype you guys up. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. I, I just took their word show. for it. They, and this is what they said, and you can go back on the on the episode if you choose to hear. But you it don't was, have to. You don't yeah, have I'll to go. To. I have to download all the But they, <laughs> <laughs> they just said. Just to get the context for this. They one, said yeah. they were playing um, a show with you. This is like last summer. And they mentioned Lush Pockets like in passing. I was like, wait, did you just say Lush Pockets? Because the name stuck out to me. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, what do they do? And they were like, they know how to rock. That's all they said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all I said. I was like, sold, sold. That's like the best, that's like the best selling phrase ever. And I was like, give me 36 weeks and I'll hit them up. <laughs> <laughs> Put them on the list. Man, you're booked. <laughs> I Not wish. Really. <laughs> I wish. I wish. It's always cool doing the ones with the studio performance like this. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, we're gonna hopefully. Uh, I'm gonna record it, get some video. Should be some cool gonna stuff. Gonna get loud in there. So yeah, I, don't know. Yeah, I hope so too, dude. Life. I'm not trying to get my feed cut again, dude. Jesus Christ! What? Your feed cut? What happened? The oh, fucking your feed. I think you said your feet. I was like, who's cutting your? Feet? <laughs> somebody, somebody will cut my feet Spend off if you guys don't crush it tonight. Trolls in the studio. <laughs> Spent a lot of time at the pool this winter. <laughs> 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 Thing that there was a uh, a copyright infringement. Yeah. And For I was what? Like, oh, what's the copyright infringement? This is all like open source footage and stuff like that. And it was us. Like, uh, it automatically <laughs> sent from us to me that I was copyrighting. Oh my god. Do, does yeah. YouTube do that for you? Do you guys have copyrights? Fogarty. Do you guys have I, copyrights? Yes, we do. I guess that's why we paid the seventy bucks to have. Yeah, I know. When we signed everywhere. up for CD Baby, it, it it did all that for us. Okay, that's so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then you guys have a publishing so it deal. Worked. Then. <laughs> I, well, what, I did, what did you do with CD Baby? Distribution. I don't know. I, I don't know. Probably like gave them all our music <laughs> for free by accident. Because <laughs> I've looked into it before. Yeah. Well, you pay to have it like hosted online or like turned into CDs, and then they'll what? set it up for iTunes and stuff too, yeah. right? Spotify yeah. and that kind of stuff. We mostly put up our. Yeah, you know, we, we just kind of put it out there. We made tapes and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, I, I saw you guys made like cassettes or something like that too. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're mostly just doing it to to give people our music. You know, we wanted to have something for people to listen to. Well, with the CD baby thing, I, I think when I was looking into it, my understanding was that was the only way you could get on like Spotify or Pandora or something like that. Is you needed like some type of um, digital distribution. Yeah, you do your protected. Yeah, group. Yeah, some are better than others. Um, I know there's TuneCore. I've, I've looked into it a lot from like my own Tune personal core. stuff. TuneCore. Uh, Tune I actually didn't. If you guys go, are still doing metal. That would have been your I deal. I can tell you why. Didn't go with them because of the fact that uh, they changed their uh, their like 
user end license agreement or something, and you can actually end up involved in a in like stuff you didn't want to pay for. So it's like a they, there's like a bunch of hidden hidden yeah, strings. Yeah, or they, or they change the agreement um, slightly to like affect like some people want to have like uh, control over their YouTube stuff or or over like certain. Um, what do I put like facets of their distribution? Yeah, but like it's like an all-encompassing thing, and they change it so you can't separate it. Or yeah, it's always scary when you when you put your music up like that because you don't really know what you're getting yourself into. Like they give you this contract, and you're like, all right, well, there's a bunch of words, but like you know, it's hard it's hard to determine where you're going to be in like two years from now. I can't imagine like having a publishing deal where you agree like, okay, I'm going to give them because when I looked into it, I'm pretty sure there was like two separate deals you could sign up for, and one was like it was like seventy dollars, and it was like you. Get, they get like a pro portion of the proceeds from the royalties of your music. Is yeah. that correct? Or you can do like you can pay more money up front and then you get to keep more of the royalties from your music. Is that is that a thing? Something like that. It's been a while since I looked at it. So like when know. when you guys are on your point, it's like you don't know. You know, three years down the road, you did that initial thing, and then all of a sudden you get all these royalties popping, and you're like, "Fuck!" Like I yeah, could have been. All of a sudden, Park and Ride it's in a Nissan commercial. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that happening. The check. It's got that. It's got that perfect combo, of like indie retro, whatever. I, I'm so bad at classifying genres. I feel like everybody's bad at classifying genres, though. We just throw are. a bunch of words together. Uh, indie uh, retro. Yeah, genre, I mean, genres I mean, disappearing the, anyway. Thank leave God. The genre. Would you say indies disappearing? The, the genre. It's getting all blurred. Genres sort of like. Well, they've they've yeah, everything's they've, got everything now. they've yeah. overclassified it to the point where it's meaningless now. Now it's like every single band has their own fucking genre. It's just like, all right, well, now we're just saying band names at this point. Like, I don't, you know. In a couple of years, there'll be no genre and no gender. It'll just be <laughs> get rid of all the G's. We got to yeah. get one more. Get rid of all. No more I didn't genres. realize how close genre and gender are. Just it's pretty much the word comparisons. Yeah, yeah seventy six, seventy six genres, dude. Twenty seventeen, get with it. I'm gonna silence like, for that like, one. Yeah, uh, post vapor wave. Post vapor wave. <laughs> post vape. You guys, you guys started what in? I guess your first releases were from two years ago, right? I uh, guess releases. The demo. <laughs> oh, demo tracks. That's or yeah. that's the earliest stuff I could find. That's just yeah, that's um, just Tony and I. I think. No, no, it's it's still uh, in there too. We had a, we, yeah, we, we had a base former member Phil. It's back from when we were a three-piece, and then we added Dan, and he sings a little bit on Baby Says, but none of those songs have saxophone yet, or and his vocals are very limited to one song. We started just so, the two of us. Yeah, we were two-piece. And we were a lot more bombastic <laughs> We have like we Garage. Have, actually, there are demos from that era, and there's a live recording from when we played that WMC, era. but then your your computer got stolen out of Reservoir Hill. Oh, damn. Oh, shit. So, like, the USB stick was in your laptop and yeah. it got stolen. Yeah, so, so all the all the sessions from <laughs> just the two of us when we were... Actually, there might be an archive of that on uh, on WMEC's uh, files. Maybe. Hmm. Anyway. I hope you guys find it. Yeah. Maybe. We should be able to find it. They have all that third rail stuff archived. Anyway. I think we're better now, though. I don't know. Oh yeah, we're definitely better <laughs> well, now. The, well, I mean, did you guys? Like, we have songs that have like all our influences are like on our sleeve. Like, oh, this yeah. is like a song that sounds a little Johnny Cash's. Here's one that sounds like, you know, like me trying to sound like Kiki Pop or like. You do you guys record it like at a home studio type setup, or where do you record everything? Uh, we just record at Charlie's house. Yeah, this was done on in Reindeer Studios. <laughs> Reindeer Studios. Charlie Magic. Where you live? I must know. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's how I joined the band. Is I recorded their album and then their bass player quit. <laughs> I had all the I had all the songs. So I yeah, he had it. all the leverage. <laughs> so, all right. do you do the producing on that as well? Like you do the sound engineering and stuff like that? Yeah, well, me and Tony and Dan. It's mostly and, Charlie. Yeah, Tony. Tony told yeah. me what to do, and I did it, and then changed it, and then <laughs> <laughs> it was a long process, but it it worked out. Yeah. Now, I wasn't here earlier, so I don't know if Jimmy asked you the question, but how? where did Lush Pockets come from, the name of the band? I think... I oh, Lush Pockets, okay. Um, <laughs> That's what we're called. Yeah, we were looking for a new name after a while. We were just like... What was your name most recently before the Lush Pockets? <laughs> Sinin Man. Sinin Man? Yeah, and then Sinin it was on... Uh, Oh, every every show flyer, it was different. It was like Sinin Man, Sinner Man... Cinnamon, 
just straight up like cinnamon once. <laughs> and, uh, and we were just like, well, nobody can agree what our name is. I guess it's kind of like, you know, weird vira- viral shit, but it didn't make sense to anyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, they're the band that kind of sounds like cinnamon. Yeah, nobody yeah, can say that. Like one of those things, so, like. Yeah, the Lush Pockets. Um, my friend David f- forgot how to say pickpocket, and he was... <laughs> and he said Lush Pocket, which is like... Uh, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's, a it's like a, an amalgamation mistaken, of, right? of a lush worker, which is like someone who like knows how to who's so good with a razor blade they can just cut out a wallet out of somebody's is pocket, that what, like on a subway or something. That's yeah. a lush pocket? No, that's a lush worker. But a pickpocket is like, you know. So he was like, Lush pockets. And I was like, what does that mean? He's like, Oh, I meant like pickpocket. Uh, oh, but I know what a lush worker is. And, and anyway, stupid <laughs> how it came to be. Just sounds vaguely erotic and it's, like Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. That you know? I, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was very Or, or like or like, like we're guessing. in the money, you know. So yeah, everybody thinks it's like you know, like like a yeah. vagina. Genitalia. That's the genitalia. Any sort of silky smooth. It's not we didn't think of it. It didn't dawn on us yeah, like maybe us a, a while later. <laughs> like, oh man. <laughs> really? Oops. You had no clue when you first did it. You like look uh, back and yeah. I'm like, I don't know, just a, just the sound lush pocket. Like immediately here and I'd be like, uh, okay, yeah, it wasn't where I had to be honest with you guys. <laughs> yeah. it was we we weren't that clever. <laughs> <laughs> As can be told by Sin and Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was our first choice. So you can see how good. See we that were that was supposed things. to be a commentary on the human condition. That was, See? I think that was, I think that was. Sin and man. It was a deeper, deeper <laughs> yeah, interpretation of human. How to, how man will always sin. Because we were trying to be like, like, bluesy gospel kind of at the yeah. same time. Anyway, whatever. Past. Be a dope album name though, Sin and Man. Yeah, see that—that's what you could do. You could do Lush Pockets. I was thinking about just having that be like a solo moniker if I ever just like want to play. Somewhere. Oh, you want to keep it for yourself, huh? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I see how it goes, dude. It is man. It wasn't Sin and Man. <laughs> sin and we man. did have that written on a flyer. That was like several yeah. of those were Sin yeah, and Men. They can never get the name yeah. right. <laughs> anyway, enough about that, man. It's old news. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. We played a show at the Auto Bar, and uh, why would you assume on their that it's website a Z? there was no the and it was Lush Pockets with the Z? Z. <laughs> why? I was like, whose whose idea of a joke is this? And I was like, roll it, but it's it's kind of silly. Like, who who made the poster? Was it like one of the other bands? Or it wasn't was it? the poster actually. It was just on the website that way. So hmm. I, I was think like, I think it, I think Charlie's right. And someone was messing with us. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say. I feel like it's a bold move to just yeah, assume that somebody is yeah. Yeah. a Z. That Jerbang and Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Jerbang. That's a. Did Prince you guys George's already county? Did you guys already put out the cassettes? Like, have they already been released? Yeah, we got cassettes. Yeah. Oop. You, you have cassettes. I feel like I might have a cassette player in my car. I don't know. It's a shitty you car, so I'm assuming it does. Well, it's yeah. shitty tape. So what? Well, what force? Uh, okay, so I'm. I'm why Everyone's did you guys, unique. <laughs> okay, why did you guys decide to release it on cassette? Cheap. Cheap and no one is it cheaper uh, right now? Yeah, yeah, dude. The cases are cheaper than the CD jewel cases, <laughs> and um, w- really, people just want your download card. Yeah, so it was much. like a nice packaging for the download card, and then it also <laughs> makes okay. sense with kind of our era that we're does make sense. Our left foot is sort of back in. Okay. Um, for that format too, we yeah. can't afford vinyl. Yeah, vinyl's expensive. That's just expensive. Nobody wants to put us out yet. So. I think yeah. it's smart that you guys have the because my first thought was like, yeah, putting on cassettes smart, but like, how many people can actually like use it? You know, yeah. I mean, the cassette. If you don't have hipsters buy cassette tapes, man. Yeah. Download and most people. Yeah, have they have the download card in the, in the cassette. Right. Yeah, it's actually kind of so like it's good because you're skipping right over the CD. Yeah. You're right. like, look, you either get a cassette or you're gonna get the MP3, dude. One of the two. And also that just make your own damn CD. <laughs> yeah, CDs. What I mean, if you're gonna have a CD, you know, you can just buy the friggin' thing and burn your own. You know, like buy the, buy the download. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I what I do. CD, I don't buy CDs anymore. They're instantly depreciated. At least like a cassette or, or a record. As soon as you take it off the lot, it's like a car. 40%. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So like cassettes and vinyl. Like that's why I like buying records because like at least then I have like a small like, you know, if sh- shit goes to. Go, goes bad for me. I can sell my record collection. Do you have like? I'm assuming you guys <laughs> can sell a CD collection very often. I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming you guys have the the cassette. Like, you guys manufacture the cassettes at your at your place. Like, is that where you guys did it? Dan we, we did had it. A, Dan did what? Didn't Dan do it? No, man. I I bought I bought the tapes. I sent them to Sam Riser down in 
Virginia because he had it. He went to the James home of the was it James Madison University Library and just walked right in with a box full of tapes and duplicated them all for us. Oh, and, wow. then, and then I went down there to pick Thanks them up. Thanks, you. Yeah, and wow. uh, I just went down there and bought him a case of beer and a, and a couple packs of cigarettes, and we just like hung out. And then I came back to Maryland, so yeah. it was amazing. fun. It was an excuse to hang out with a friend, you know. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then Tony and I stuffed all the tapes. Yeah, in. we stuffed them all we by hand. We numbered mm-hmm. them, yeah. <laughs> so they're all like little individually, nicely. Uh, How many did you make? One hundred. One hundred. Yeah. It's a limited set of a hundred. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'll take another beer. Sure. Are they all sold? No. We still have all of them. Nice. How much are they going for? Oh, you're. Oh shit! You're lushing. Oh. Classic prank. Got him. <laughs> Got me good. Nah, that's usually just, uh, that's me. Yeah, that's usually <laughs> it's him, and it's like him holding it over the hey mixer. Everybody, <laughs> live from my bladder. <laughs> Fucking spilled all over everything. <laughs> How often are you guys playing shows and stuff? I see. I feel like I, I see you guys on some kind of like show promotional poster like every week or something like that. But I just might not be paying attention. Once a month. Yeah, once a month or so. How many have you done with the Reagan Cats? Shoot, we played like three or four shows with them. Actually, we like playing with them. <coughs> yeah, they are good. They Dude, have their song, uh, that "What's on Her Mind," man, that single's great. It's a great yeah. song. You actually like you actually uh, remind me a lot of their lead singer, not Grant, but the other guy. What's the uh, other guy? Matt guys? Cruz. Matt. Yeah, you remind me a lot of him. Actually, yeah. just thought you should know that. Yeah, I, I, I can see. We have. Take that to the bank with you. Yeah. Not the worst feeling. We both ever have is. like a like a late period Brian Wilson look going on. Maybe <laughs> there you go, there you go. You guys have a Beach Boys vibe too. That was the other one I was thinking. Like, there's Frankie Valley, Beach Boys, and yeah. then you don't think so? I think we're less surfy than people want to say. Like, uh, it's funny because people say like, "Oh, you sound like that surfy, like kind of rockabilly." And I, I don't think what we surf sound song that, that rockabilly Which one? though. Well, that's true. I think the, the first of all, the Reagan Cats have much more of like a surf rock, surf yeah, yeah. rock. Yeah, Sound to it. I mean, you, you got three guitars reverbed out like that. You're gonna sound more surf. I have a real version to being called rockabilly too. Yeah, I wouldn't. Like I'm, I'm not that, rocking uh, like cherry and dice tattoos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Has anybody we've got accused you of being rockabilly? It, <laughs> see, when they said it, they I don't think they realized that like a lot of people don't like. That's like I mean, rockabilly is done, man. The Cramps did it the best uh, of recent times, and that was in the '70s. Uh, <laughs> like, name a rockabilly or psychobilly. Band of psychobilly. See, that's what I'm saying. All these genres, like I couldn't name you one. Even I couldn't name you one. Psychobilly is just like punk rock rockabilly. It's like they just called it psychobilly because it's like, (laughs) yeah. See, Tom, Tom's losing it on this conversation. (laughs) Anyway, the cramps. No one's gonna beat the cramps, so don't do it anymore. Anyway, whatever. The the thought of rockabilly never crossed my mind. The only thoughts I had was like doo-wop, kind of. You guys had that one song. Thank you. Thanks. Doo-wop. It's really, it's like we kind of say that it's punky, but it's basically like straight rock and roll, like yeah. actual old school rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My experience with punk, might but we're not be, like a wedding band, yeah. you know. We're just fast and drunk, so that, that's, that's <laughs> the punk aspect. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say there's I I I, I sense very little punk influence in there, but I'm not I'm not super versed on punk myself, so maybe maybe I just haven't listened to the right stuff. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Ramones are like basically fifties songs. Well, wait, are you guys are you guys currently Fashion. living in Baltimore? Or are you guys still living down the the Prince George's area? No, we're Baltimore. Uh, we all live except in for Dan. Dan lives in like Aberdeen area, right? How'd you guys Ooh. wind up Proving in Baltimore? Did you guys go to school like college around here? No, nah, man, I went to the University of Maryland. Uh, really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Got a useless literature in? degree. Yeah. Literature, dope. Yeah, it's real dope. About it. I mean, uh, better than me. I quit. You guys, did you guys <laughs> all graduate from college? Actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you didn't. Me neither. So hey, yeah. That's how you yeah. end up in a garage. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, garage ain't so bad, man. Yeah, we're all here. You got a lot this less nice debt garage. in a garage. You know? this is, this is you nice. got a heater, is a microwave. <laughs> yeah, I can see you took all that money you would have spent Stores on college and, and bought some nice like cameras and I some. Can, yeah, uh, I could get a literature some, degree yeah. or get a great Johnny Depp yeah. poster. <laughs> I mean, those are real nice monitors, man. That's like a that's like a couple months worth of dormitory residence. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like that. <laughs> are you okay? So are you are you pursuing that? And are you have you just given up on the literature aspect of your life, or are you pursuing this band thing like full fledged at this point? Man, this is like 
No, I'm, I'm just I'm a bartender now. Where at? Mount Royal Tavern. I'm a bartender too at the Melting Pot. Yeah, yeah. Where's that? Uh, it's in Towson. Towson. Right, 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 right next that? to the Green Turtle. Isn't that Fondant? Fondant. Yeah, Fondant. Fondant. Really? Is that like a like a fondue place that's like fake cheese? It's real. Like everything but cheese. Fondue. Yeah. Don't. Well, they do like vegetable stock fondue and shit too. Well, you you do like you do like the you do the cheese and then you do the salad and then you cook your own meat. Oh, the melting weirdest thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, they actually bring the National Harbor too, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You pay extra to cook your own food. Yeah. Exactly. It's huge premium. Girls love it though. Girls fucking love it. They love dipping stuff, don't they? I guess yeah. I guess they're just like cooking a lot. I don't know. <laughs> can't escape their instincts. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I went to um La Cu- or uh, fuck Encantada at the top of the Visionary Art Museum on Valentine's Day with my girlfriend, and the fucking hostess was working, so she was like, "Me and my boyfriend are going out on Sunday, and we're going to the Melting Pot, and we're so excited." And I was like, "Oh no!" I know like half the people that work there. <laughs> we got away from the melting pot. We're going to have here. such a bad time. <laughs> I wouldn't go there. Bartending's a fun gig. Are you guys, what do you guys all, I mean, so what do you guys all do for a living? What do you do? I manage like a pizza place. Nice. Like a pizza place. What, across from my bar. Across from the bar. What's it called? Oh. Two Boots. Oh, shit, dude. Two that's where I've seen it. Yeah, it's funny. Before. I got fired from that pizza shop and I went across the street and got a new job. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, dude? Where you at? My sound engineer. Oh, oh so yeah. you're. Oh, so you're. You do music for a living all yeah. around. That's my whole life's music. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. dude. That's awesome. Music is my life. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot. So actually, I'm a. I'm a government contractor. For what? Aberdeen makes sense. Well, yeah. I work for Booz Allen Hamilton. Okay, yeah, cool. He massages generals. A lot of like graphic design and video editing and that kind of stuff. Cool. Damn. Like a lot of. He spends a lot of time with the hexagon. <laughs> I don't it got like gradually, it got like gradually more official from left to right. It was like bartender, manager, sound engineer, general massager. Great, it's impressive. That's, that was general, not not something else. General. <laughs> it's all right. Dude. I'm a fucking bartender too. It's good money. It's good money. Hey, hey, can't complain. And, and it makes it, it, it turns drinking from a bad hobby into a. A profession, yeah. which is and awesome. I'm a video awesome. editor too, so hey, there you go. There we go. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I think we've our company's worked with Booz Allen, so it'd be weird if you were the like, uh, ATB Productions. Yeah, I, I just yeah. work for Booz, not yeah, yeah. Not Alan. <laughs> I heard uh, well, Alan doesn't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> Booz, you work for Booz. So you read that. <laughs> Ellis was on here, and you, you wouldn't. Know. Ellis is a friend of Grant's Reagan Cats, and they were saying that. Um, have you guys done any of those like basement shows downtown? I know there's a, I know there's a few going down, but Ellis was talking about there's one particular spot. Oh, wasn't it? the fucking um, it's like this crazy ass house in Remington, and uh, you play in the basement, but the basement's only like uh, like seven feet tall ceilings, and nice. it's like so claustrophobic. That is kind of a square, is it? Um, I know there's a place that opened up. I don't know the the no. trust though. It was it was just straight up like this like five people's house and it was in the basement. Is it gone? No, it's the like last still last show we in. played in Remington was uh, the Nerve Center. Rest in peace. Yeah, that was, that was, was that gone now? Yeah, mm. that's long gone. How long <laughs> last ago? I went in there, it was covered in the nerve. In the, it was covered in squatters' uh, trash and and dog poop. So <laughs> I didn't spend much time in there at all. Mm. Damn. That sucks, dude. So. Sucks. Yeah, I, I wanted to do a, a show actually from there. Before I moved to Remington, we were trying to figure out where to live. We're gonna do a show called Remington Tonight. Okay. Uh, you know, something similar to this, but in like a crawl space basement. That was gonna be the gimmick. Okay. You know, <laughs> called the Dust Mite. <laughs> so live from the Dust Mite. This is Remington Tonight. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, so that was a smart. Well, where Stoked was the, where was the basement show where the because it said that the guy who called you punk rock Sam Cook was like. That was in a basement show. Where was that one? Either Nerve Center or College Park. It was in College Park. Yeah, College Park. Really? Yeah. We played. Yeah, when we first started out, we played in College Park quite a bit. Yeah, because we had friends. Like I yeah. went to school there, so but like of some of the kids who were still around that neighborhood, like yeah, had, sh- had sh- house shows and stuff. But now I feel like you guys are pretty well grounded in the in the. I, I, you guys playing a lot. Of, uh, you play a lot of the Crown, don't you? Yeah, sure. Played and the Crown then quite a bit. Yeah. Actually, do you guys try to expand outside of Baltimore much? No, just go? the crown. That's it. No, <laughs> the crown. 
Auto bar sometimes. But Auto no. bar sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. There's not many places. We actually have a show at Metro Gallery, February 22nd. Uh, We're two blocks from the Crown. <laughs> two blocks from the Crown. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's within Crown distance. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but the Crown's cool because the Crown has a crown has a decent fault. Fo- they're like known. They're one of the, f- not one of the few, but there's only so many there's places like to play in Baltimore anymore. They have good food. Yeah, they have good food. They Great have, Korean they have, food. You know, like decent drink prices. They aren't going to break your wallet. And yeah. the and kids just that, hang out there because, you know, it's They have that third stage the there, too, now. The hip very, uh, they have the green room. Very inviting yeah, environment for uh, people from all walks of life. So We want to get out. We do. We've played. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, yeah, what, are you, like what is your ultimate goal we've here? We've ventured into New York. Yeah, uh, we played a show in Brooklyn show. once. Or we'll be back there soon, I'm sure, of the summer. Do you guys have a manager? No, no. I guess like what help. is okay, so I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like so y'all have other jobs obviously because you kind of need to when you're you know yeah, doing this is you, not this is not a profession for us this is like do you uh, want it to be though is the question what's that do I mean, you want every, it to be every, a profession everybody would love to yeah. play music for a damn living but I mean if the uh, opportunity came the right opportunity I think we would all kind of like but it's not like keeping you up year. at night. I mean, I'm not quitting my job. I'll put it that way. I mean, this is more like if you can make your your band pay for itself and have fun and see some places and travel and you know play music that people think is fun. If people like, if we went on tour and nobody likes what we're playing, then why do it? Because you know, it's the same with like songwriting too. Like for me, like uh, we don't write a lot of songs. You know, like we told you, a lot of these are like old ones because really picky about writing songs that are fun and enjoyable most and of the songs we write don't get don't make it to yeah the they don't make it to end of the process the end of the yeah. process a lot of them get thrown to the side yeah that's why we move so slow that's an interesting concept yeah. you said well i think a lot of bands like they they have like one or two really great songs on a record or something and then and they know, had to fill then it. they have a lot of filler and i try to i want to have a jukebox mentality with music writing you know i want i want every song to be like another quarter in the jukebox you know sure Sure. I mean, when it comes, when you're writing the lyrics per se, and I wonder, like, so when you, when you're engaged in the writing process, I'm assuming, do you two do the majority of the writing for the Lost Pockets? Tony writes most of the lyrics, and we all kind of get together to write the, to. Yeah, I mean, like most most things start so with like it. like a vocal melody. So yeah. like, I'll present uh, a chord progression with the vocal melody to the band, and we'll play a little bit of it. And if we think that it's like catchy enough. Then we'll go through with it. If not, we'll be like, Nick's. So okay. Yeah, it's all ranged like as a band, so I don't like come with like a of full course. song. And we'll get to the full end of a song, practice it like for two or three weeks, and be like, Ashley, we don't like this anymore. <laughs> yeah. We're never playing this song again. <laughs> and we're like, it'll never make it to like a live times, show yeah. or anything like that because we just we just cut it. Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> well, I guess I guess because it's interesting here different how different people approach the writing process. Well, the thing that stuck out to me was you said, you know, if you go out and you play your songs and no one likes it, what's the point? I don't sure even make it that far, but yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but well, I guess what what I'm trying to get at is like there's a lot of there's a lot of people that would say the point is that, that you like it. The point is that it means something to you. And so I'm wondering, like, when you guys are writing, is it? Are you just? I guess I mean, you have the jukebox mentality, yeah, right? And that's a, that's a smart mentality to have. And every and I that is one thing that I notice about your EP is. Every single song on there is very. It's good. It's a good song. Like there's no Thanks. trash on that on that Thanks. album. Well, that's per the se. idea. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's kind of why a single got chosen for us. Yeah, because they were all <laughs> singles. So it was just like, which one do you want? <laughs> the first one. Yeah. I guess uh, what I'm trying to say is like I, I don't know how often you go to shows and you're bored by bands. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be a band that bores people. Yeah. So like, if there are songs that bore me, I imagine everybody else being bored by that song. Twice as bored. Twice as bored. Yeah. <laughs> so like, if it's boring to me, I don't want to play it in front of people. You know, like why why do people a disservice by playing something that I don't like? You're right. You're yeah. right. I guess there's so. two different ways of approaching. So like, <laughs> I mean, when you I mean, you could be like a band that wants to write filler and all that, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends you're on trying your to make a career filler, out of it. You know. Yeah. I mean, for the vibe that we have, we're trying to be catchy as hell. And there are bands that, you know, like, not all their songs are intended to be catchy, mm-hmm. you know, but, and there's a certain, uh, I guess, attitude or, or emotional response they want to evoke. Do you take that same approach when you're writing lyrics? Like, how much of a part of you 
are the lyrics versus how much do you just think they're just going to stick? Um, no. <laughs> Classic nice old 50s misogynism, like get in my car, park it, ride it. Yeah, well, you know, the funny that thing is about that is... That's it, yeah. No, no. Um, Good old days. I guess I when I... TMT plays it so much. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, to take, like... I don't know what emotion you have. I mean, a lot of songs about girls or whatever, but they end up not being so much me. It's like maybe an initial thought that I had and then building a character around it or, or like around the emotion. Constructing then, it around the template that you're trying to capture. Yeah, and also like a lot of words... How do I put it? Um, <laughs> you're looking for words that rhyme well or fit a meter correctly and they're not necessarily, you know, uh, that... Emotionally invested, they just sound really good when you sing them. I guess. I'm gonna, okay. You know? I'm gonna share my <laughs> secret for when yeah, I. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm a magician. I'm not trying to reveal my secret. Yeah. <laughs> what I realized Whatever. about songwriting, like a couple of, like several years ago, like I used to write songs about things, and then I realized at one point that it didn't matter what they were about. Like it, it does. It matters what they're about. But the most important thing is how they sound. Like okay. the words have to sound good, and if yeah. they sound good, then it can be about. Could be about anything. So, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But it, it's like know, uh, it's got to resonate. I don't know if you guys ever listen to Guided by Voices or Guided by Voice. I have not. No. Robert Powell is really good at writing songs where the lyrics aren't necessarily inane, but the way that they're structured together, they sound good as phrases, and um, you're able to infer whatever meaning you want from a lot of them. So I'm I'm inspired by that quite a bit. Um, I don't think I'm as, quite as good at lyricism as uh, as he is or anything, but that's all. Good. I was I was I was just trying to. I just I like to kind of see where everybody, different people are coming from when they approach what they're doing. Yeah. I think I think, I think the one thing idea. about like being or having a literature background or something is I as I know when things sound bad, and I think some artists don't understand when things sound bad, <laughs> and you have to work through them till they're good. Sometimes yes. the best or you know course of action is to is to be super critical until you have something that's like mediocre and then you make it better. Not just like, oh man, this is awesome and then I'm sticking with it because this is how I felt at that time. Yes. I'm not saying like crazy. Well, there's a happy medium to both, I would say. Some people are really good with like the first thing that comes out is like just solid. Well, a lot of it, a lot of it is, you know, when you, it's hard to escape your own ego when you're writing a song because you don't, I guess a lot of people when they're writing a song don't necessarily think that like, okay, this might mean a lot to me and I might be really personally invested in this, but like I'm trying to capture the attention of someone who doesn't give a fuck about what I'm doing, Yeah, you know? And so it's, it's good that you're critical to yourself at that degree. But then I guess the opposing dynamic of that is you don't want to compromise you so you want to kind of reach a, a medium where like you're both expressing yourself but you're expressing it in a way that's appealing to others make yeah. sense mm-hmm. so it's it's con- con- being conscious about it at the same being time being conscious yeah. and yeah. being aware it's of what other people walk. want but yeah. not compromising yourself in in right. the, in the, uh what is the word i'm looking for it doesn't matter i'll come up with the next there's episode. a balance they're not mutually exclusive you're right you can you can you can have it all mm-hmm. like, <laughs> it's interesting <you> can. <laughs> i was um I do comedy, and I was talking to one of my friends about this the other week, and it was kind of in the same vein. Um, it's like uh, there's like writing; like you can be a good writer, but you can also be good at the language of comedy. Yeah. And it's like kind of like you're saying, like you can have like the best uh, like thing written down, but if it doesn't sound right, if it's not like yeah, it's about the timing, it's about the phrasing, yeah, it's yeah. about where you present it in the, in a context. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, of a set, like you could have a, a joke that makes no sense until like you're, you know, I, I actually have been watching some improv live recently, so I, I picked up on a little bit of that nice. stuff too. So. Nice. Where's your guys like next thing you're doing, like show wise? Um, we're playing um, Metro Gallery. Metro Gallery. Ron Gallo, who was Ron in the band Gallo. Toy Soldiers. That's like that's like across the street from the Crown, right? Keeping <laughs> it close. Same same side of the street, two blocks <laughs> south. Okay. Very true. Across what, from the Charles, the next Charles. to a laundromat. The 22nd, right? hmm? the 22nd? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> February 22nd. Who are you guys Metro playing Gallery. with? Anybody else? Uh, we're playing with Teen Mortgage, who are from D.C. Teen Mortgage. Yeah. They kind of do the same type of stuff you guys do? No. no. Yeah. They sound um, kind of like, like 90s, uh, but also like, I don't know, like the 90s. I like that shit. But kind of like, uh, you know, like that Mac DeMarco type sound, like the beachy. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that's really know, a little bit right of that. Now. Yeah. You guys have any uh, new stuff you're planning on doing today for the, the studio session? Are you playing stuff off the EP? Um, we, 
Yeah, we actually have a song that isn't on the EP we're playing. All right. Ooh. We're going to do two yeah, songs? We're, two songs. Our, we're doing two songs that are on the EP. New songs. That's awesome, dude. This would be the first non, the first like recorded versions of them, actually. Oh, wow. They will be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. that means I'm going to have never your heard rights. them outside of our own heads. Fuck yeah. CD, baby. I got these rights now, yeah. dog. That's why I invited wait, you here. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Cassette, baby. What have we done? That's great, dude. Um. I'm looking forward to it, dude. I, I wanna, I wanna. We got pretty much everything set up. Um, I'm gonna probably re- everything that needs to be said. Yeah. Do you guys want to throw out any of your personal Twitters or Instagrams or whatever? Or no. Any other plugs? Is there anything else that really you think you need to convey to the world, or or the two people listening? It's just really sad about Pikesville being <laughs> annihilated. Yeah, Pikesville, bring back Pikesville. Yeah. Bring back Pikesville. That, like, right. that was a good town. Band. It was a good high school. It was an even better rye whiskey. Yeah. It was an even better rye whiskey. It's going <laughs> to affect this band deeply. How can it be a rye whiskey if it's made? In, it has to be Canadian, doesn't it? No. Just rye whiskey is Canadian whiskey, yeah, isn't that? No. You sure? Yeah. I'm positive. Bourbon whiskey Kentucky. is Kentucky, but rye whiskey can be from anywhere. It's also made with rye. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Scotch of Scotland. Course. Fucking I hate you. Well yeah, Scotch has to be from Scotland. I just figured everything worked that way. You know, champagne, you gotta make it in Champagne, France. Sure. Um, unless it's the champagne of beers. Yeah. yeah. Then you can make it champagne. in bringing it a background. Millersville, Pennsylvania. I don't know where the fuck they make Miller Light. <laughs> oh, no, Colorado, this is, right? This is in, uh, no, man, uh, St. Louis, right? St. Louis? Well, that no where way. Beer comes from? That's that's Anheuser Busch, man. No. Where's Miller Light manufactured? It's Miller probably different than Milwaukee. Miller Highland. Milwaukee. Oh, home of the Brewers. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes We're going to make it. Miller, Milwaukee, the champagne of Rest in peace, teams. Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> oh, we owe you. Just so bloody hot. Guys, I'm going to get you guys set up for this. Make our beer come true. Yeah. <laughs> Do the live audience, keep, uh, keep tuning in because yeah. it's going to be a live Live stream. audience, stay tuned. We got a five song performance with two new ones. I've had your three years at the pee first. Yeah. In just uh, a <laughs> couple Songs minutes, Songs that are right? going to bore the hell out of you. Yes, yes, yes. I convinced him to do it. I was like, fuck catchiness, dude. Just don't worry about it. In a bit. Oh, fuck, man. I was going to play us out with one of your songs, <laughs> but you guys are killing me with this bullshit. Open the wallet, baby. Oh, yeah, you better start paying, Jimmy. You guys are killing me, dude. You can log in and turn it off. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We'll, Tony's we'll, gonna override we'll, you. We'll edit it in. It'll be cool. Yeah, it'll and, be dope. And uh, put on the logo for right now. We'll uh, we'll set up for the live stream. Yeah, the Lush Pockets with their licensing agreements really fucked me up. Huh? <laughs> we gotta protect ourselves. You want me to put this in my cassette player and play it? What do you want me to do? Oh, oh, okay. I can download it right now. This one's called Park and Ride It. One, two, three, four. Well, my baby wants to park and ride it. Got the urge and I just can't find it. When you're feeling like you should and it feels so good. Well, you know that I just can't find it. Yeah, oh yeah. She got me pulling over tonight. Baby, oh baby. We park it till the morning of light. Yeah, oh yeah 
Don't you know?